Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to SBS News. Leaders and politicians involved in a Victorian inquiry analysing the rise of extremism during the pandemic have revealed they have faced threats, some after giving evidence. In this final episode of To the Extreme, we look at how Victoria will proceed with the 12 recommendations and can other states learn from the inquiry to better confront the dangers. It began six months ago, an investigation into why the far right is rising in Victoria. But the findings show extremism is a global issue and a complex problem with no easy solutions. The inquiry's report identifies a concerning trend that neo-Nazism is an increasing threat. There is also a risk of violent extremism towards politicians and public figures. That includes those involved in the inquiry, like Samantha Ratnam from The Greens, who says she has been followed and filmed. Dr Ratnam says this Victorian extremism report is the first of its kind in Australia. Identifying and naming some of these groups can be important in countering them. Uh, So that speaks a little bit more into the policing, uh, legislative side of uh, countering far-right extremist movements, and it's something governments must uh, acknowledge. She says far-right extremism has always been present in Victoria, but has re-emerged recently during a period of intense global disruption. The parliamentary leader of the Victorian Greens says the inquiry challenges all levels of government to take the threat seriously and act urgently. She warns far-right extremism is a growing threat, in particular to multicultural communities. And it's really important we focus on what now, particularly governments, can do to build social cohesion, to build trust back into politics and our social institutions, and to ensure that no one is left behind in society. The dozen recommendations include calls for public funding into research investigating links between far-right extremism, family violence and anti-women sentiment. Alberto Testa is a professor of applied criminology at the University of West London in the United Kingdom. He says broadening the conversation is an opportunity to stand up to stigmatisation and to show strength. What we need to do, we need to tackle at the, the environment that enable extremism and the environment that enables extremism as a structural problems. The report also highlights the role of elected officials in accepting racist rhetoric, warning it can blur lines in the community and heighten the dangers for multicultural groups. According to the report, authorities say individuals acting alone are a more likely risk to the public than groups who attack. Inquiry Chair Fiona Patton says the federal government needs to step up its response. We do need to see the federal government step up and certainly some of those recommendations go towards what we need from our federal government. 
But what we found in this inquiry is there's so much that we can do at a state level to prevent extremism from happening. Some of the suggested measures to fight back include a review of digital literacy skills in schools and support for ongoing improved anti-racism education programs. Another recommendation is a review of the 1996 Firearms Act to determine if changes are needed to potentially expand the fit and proper person test to cover members of violent extremist groups. The evidence that we heard um, was compelling around changing, about strengthening our firearms legislation. And I think all of the members of the committee, but myself especially, was quite shocked that um, being a member of a violent extremist group did not exclude you from owning a firearm legally. The Reason Party leader says community-driven initiatives can encourage social cohesion and repairing communities helps to prevent extremism. But Ms Patton says group leaders seized upon the COVID-19 pandemic to elevate their messages and collect more members. So there is no doubt that, that, that COVID was seen as an opportunity by far-right extremist groups to build up their audiences and to build up their followers. Ms Patton admits there was some level of hesitation for those pursuing this inquiry. She says several of the inquiry's participants were nervous about being involved with some hiring extra security. Some of the inquiry's hearings even took place in private, while a few written submissions online either have no author listed or they're confidential. And we have also been very careful about not using people's names or not using any identifying information because we have already heard that some of the brave witnesses who gave evidence to us have already been targeted. The Extremism Inquiry report stresses the need to avoid discrimination and alienation of young people when developing measures to counter youth radicalisation while avoiding criminalisation where possible. Professor Alberto Testa warns there are dangerous trends emerging in the UK driven by generational disadvantage. So the far right, of course, is increasingly target youth and especially target kids, adolescents in Victoria, but also here in the UK. And specifically, I would say, white working class kids and unemployed. Why, why white working classes and unemployed? Well, within the UK, it's very easy because they have let, been let down by the UK system. On the day the inquiry report was handed down, federal Liberal MP Jason Wood spoke at a Victorian multicultural media event about young people from minority groups not heading down the wrong path. Mr Wood expressed his passion for Australia and its diversity, plus important moves to enhance safety. One of our key priorities was to making places of worship safer when it comes to um, the Jewish community, the, the Muslim community, the, the Buddhist, it didn't matter what community, the Hindu community, and we've made uh, and committed so much funding, not, across, not only across Victoria, but across the whole country, to make your places of worship safer places to be. 
These comments follow extremist Neil Erickson losing his appeal against his conviction, stating he has retired from what he calls activism. He was found guilty of disturbing a meeting of religious worship when he entered a community church service on Mother's Day in 2019. The court heard when the Reverend repeatedly asked him to leave, he continued using abusive language. He was sentenced to 40 days behind bars. The state government has six months to formally respond to the extremism report and told SBS it is carefully reviewing the findings. In a statement, the Victorian Labor government says... We continually review our laws to make sure that authorities have the powers they need to adapt to emerging threats and keep the community safe. We know that the drivers of radicalisation are many and complex. A state election is being held in Victoria this November and a response from the Federal Attorney General's office states... The government is committed to Australia's firearms controls remaining among the most effective in the world. The National Firearms Agreement underpins the national collaborative approach to the regulation of firearms in Australia. States and territories are responsible for the licensing, possession and use of firearms, including the registration of firearms. To report any suspicious or suspected terrorist activity, contact the National Security Hotline on 1800 123 400 or 000 in an emergency. I'm Stephanie Corsetti and this is To The Extreme, a production of SBS News. For more episodes, go to sbs.com.au slash news. You can also listen to this series and more on SBS News In Depth on Apple, Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts.